0: Hello again. Paul Osborne here, flying solo once more, I'm afraid, with a brief update on the second day of the Brexit showdown. A reminder that Robert will return for a full episode. It should be online on Friday morning. But let's just try to figure out where we are on Thursday morning. You do have to hand it to Boris Johnson. He has achieved something no prime minister has managed before. He has lost every single Commons vote he has faced so far. Three votes in two days. You know, that's more defeats in two days than Gordon Brown suffered in three years. And, you know, Gordon Brown is hardly the poster boy for successful prime ministers. Wednesday's votes weren't themselves all that surprising. After all, 21 Conservative MPs were thrown out of their party on Tuesday for voting against Johnson. So they were hardly likely to change their minds the following day. So MPs have voted to rule out a no-deal Brexit, and that bill has now moved on to the Lords. Then MPs, as expected, also ruled out a snap general election on the 15th of October. Well, they ruled it out for now anyway. We'll get on to that in a minute. The frontbench speeches on both sides were, to be honest, the usual guff and bluster that we've come to expect. But yesterday also saw some spectacular, heartfelt emotional parliamentary performances on both sides of the House of Commons, on both sides of the Brexit divide. If you haven't already done so, go online and look at the speeches from people like Kenneth Clarke, Sir Nicholas Soames and Alistair Burt, three of the 21 now former Conservatives still sitting on the government benches. As Churchill's grandson pointed out, he has been expelled from the Conservative Party for voting against the Prime Minister, something Boris Johnson did twice to Theresa May and in doing so suffered absolutely no consequences. Perhaps the best speech of the day came from Jess Phillips and if you haven't watched that, pause this now, go and look it up, watch it, come back, we'll wait for you. See? Amazing, wasn't it? I think what the day did do is demonstrate that Britain's Parliament still has... Something going for it. Lord knows we have been critical of the House of Commons over the last months and years and so many have maligned it for so long. It's true and legitimate to say that MPs have spent a lot more time saying what they don't want than what they do. And it's true, as Robert says so often on this podcast, that they haven't been able to find a solution to this crisis, in part because they've been seeking narrow political advantage for too long. The leaders of all the parties have been thinking about what was in their own party's interest and not the national interest. What was different about yesterday was that individual MPs, in some cases freed for the first time in decades of the shackles of collective responsibility and whipping, were able to speak from their heart and were able to vote with their conscience. You saw that happen and it showed that there is perhaps a little hope still in Parliament Because the Prime Minister is not a president. He does not have absolute power. No one appears to have told Boris Johnson that. I know he wanted to be world king. I didn't think it was supposed to be literal. Boris Johnson has chanced his arm in the last week or so, and he has evidently overreached. And while the House of Commons hasn't been able to achieve all that much in the last couple of years, it has, this week, taken back control. Right now... Boris Johnson really is a lame duck. A law has been passed obliging him to seek a delay on Brexit, the thing he has said he won't do. The only way out was a general election, and the Commons has refused to give him a general election. He really ought, of course, to be pleased about this. After all, wasn't Brexit about restoring power and sovereignty to the British Parliament? Now look, it's far from over yet. And it's conceivable that Boris Johnson could still try to get an election. There are different routes he could take. Let's just quickly explore them. He could table a one-line bill that would effectively bypass the Fixed-Term Parliaments Act. Okay, what does that mean? Well, the Fixed-Term Parliaments Act, passed by David Cameron back in 2010, is the thing that says that you're supposed to have an election every five years. And if you want one sooner two-thirds of all MPs have to vote in favour. That's the hurdle he couldn't clear last night. But he could table this one-line bill that sort of bypasses that and says, well, let's have an election anyway. But you'd still need a majority of MPs to get that through. And when you consider Boris Johnson's just kicked out 21 of his own MPs, he doesn't have the votes to do it. Now, how desperate is he for a general election on the 15th of October? Because the other option is to table a motion of no confidence in himself. Now, let's be honest, confidence in Boris Johnson right now is not all that high. But it would be quite something, wouldn't it, to go into an election campaign saying, vote for me, I have no confidence in my own ability to govern. It would, however, be very hard for the Labour Party to resist. If Boris Johnson was to put down a motion of no confidence in his government, would Labour really abstain on that the way they did on Wednesday night on the issue of having an early election? Surely they would have to vote that they had no confidence in his government. Perhaps, though, the most likely route is that Boris Johnson will just consent to that rebel MP's bill, the one that's designed to rule out no deal, the one that he said he'd never consent to, the one that's now slowly making its way through the Lords. Right now, the government is doing everything it can to stop that getting through the Lords, but you never know. Maybe those objections could magically disappear, and in return, maybe Labour would vote for a general election next week. But there are a lot of other people in the Labour Party and a lot of people at the top of the Labour Party who would go crazy if Corbyn tried to consent to an election on those terms. Many of them, not least Sakir Starmer, the shadow Brexit secretary, want to wait until the 19th of October. That's when the deadline in the bill would be triggered. That's when, if there was no deal in place, Boris Johnson would be obliged to seek an extension. That's what would rule out a no-deal Brexit at the end of October. Of course, it would also mean that we couldn't have an election probably until mid to late November. So there are all sorts of options, and there is every possibility that we could be voting on an early election again within days. Though, to be honest, anybody who claims at this stage to know what's going to happen next is lying, including the Prime Minister. Just lastly, you remember I asked in yesterday's emergency podcast what on earth had happened to David Cameron? And it turns out he's been busy recording television interviews to hawk his memoirs. They'll be broadcast on television later this month. That should be fun, shouldn't it? Right, we'll stop there, I think. Clearly there is much more chaos to come and we will be back on Friday with a normal-length podcast and the bonus that you won't just have to put up with listening to me witter on for minutes on end. Uh, don't forget there'll be more, too, through the day on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Party Games Pod. And if you haven't already signed up to the podcast, please do at PartyGamesPodcast.com. While we're begging, how about a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you happen to be downloading this? Uh, we will see you uh, replete with the full team on Friday. For now, though, thanks for listening and goodbye.